Hello and welcome to a new episode of Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. And uh, this week we have some movies to talk about. We have some current events. We have some life stuff. Just like... Personal. Kind of everything. We're getting personal. Very personal on this week. Yeah. You'll see into the souls of Jay and Ross. <laughs> There's nothing there. No, no, There's it's, not- <laughs> it's just dead. It's dead inside. <laughs> so what's new in your life, Jason? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. I uh, renewed my weed card. Which is great, and uh, so so hold on. So you're you're off probation, yeah, and you can legally smoke marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty. Those are nice little turnarounds in your life. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So really, all I did for my because I just turned twenty nine. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. By the way, and everybody was all like, "Yo, Jay, so we gotta go out and do some things." I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> like, <laughs> You're past that, man. I'm done. You're you, well. You got one more year. You 29 is still like you're in your 20s. No, then I I just you, jumped the gun because I didn't do shit. <laughs> you aged early, and it was great. Yeah, I didn't do anything. Like they were like, "Come on, let's go out." I was like, "No." We did. We did I just, a lot. I just wanted to. I was just like, "What?" Everybody was like, "What'd you do for your birthday?" And I was like, "Um." I did nothing. I did nothing. <laughs> it was, just and it was everything I hoped it would be. Yeah, like an office it was great. I just watched movies and smoked weed. That's what I did. Uh, what did you watch for your birthday? Uh, straight out of Compton. Oh, okay, and we'll so, get to that later. Yeah. So that was the one that came in kind of on that day. Did they like, just send you like a DVD screener? Mm-hmm. Nice. So uh, yeah, and so I it was meant to be. Yeah, it so. worked out. <laughs> so yeah. And uh, they sent me Room and Brooklyn as well. Nice. Yeah, those are the ones that were on iTunes before, right? Yeah. And, and it was weird. They they said they were going to send me Carol. Uh-huh. And then, like, a week after they sent the first email saying they were going to send it, they were like, oh, just fucking with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, and I was like, never mind. But then they, they put it on, like, the screeners, like the yeah. digital one. Uh, okay, so it's on the iTunes like, or it's like, on your yeah, website. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I, Kinda wanted to see it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's still a number of them I want to see, but yeah, we'll get all get to all that later. Yeah, uh, I had a crazy last couple of weeks. Like, oh shit! Yeah, I uh, so I, I reached out to somebody who I I'd contacted before uh, at E about a potential job, and uh, yeah, he got back to me. Uh, when I talked to him in October, there was just nothing, so yeah. I just got really lucky. Nice. Him at the right time. Making that money. Yeah. Yeah. Bitches get money. He set up an interview for Thursday. Uh, Thursday was an especially crazy day because, like, so I had that scheduled anyway. I'm just hanging out on the internet before that, really. Yeah. And uh, IGN had, like, this contest for, like, a virtual reality headset thing. Yeah. So it's, like, it's it's this really premium, like, $1,000 headset. But part of the prize package is you have to go to Seattle for, like, this big event for VR stuff okay. on the 28th of January. And they don't pay for your travel. They don't pay for your hotels. So that's kind of <laughs> shitty. But but it was like, oh, that's cool. And it was one of those, it was a contest where you have to write something to win. So it's not oh. like they just pull from like random people. Sure. And, and that, like, that's my kind of contest. Sure. Like it's happened, it's worked for me before. That's how I had my graphics card. I won it on Twitter because I had to write something clever and get it. Nice. Like, the, the, I, I was like, okay, and, and the the question was, what's the perfect, or what would be the perfect like VR experience? Okay. So for me, I was I was like, oh, I'll write like kind of a little, basically a short story about like, uh, hu- the human experience and empathy and the idea of like creating a home that reflects who you are as a person. So like a room could be like your brightest moment or your you know darkest 
uh, darkest feelings or depression, or it could be something you're just a fan of, then getting outside and exploring either the natural world, which in itself is like created by a creator or a developer in this perspective, in this point, or like, you know, stay where you are and really get, become a part of your community and, you know, like, yeah. and then like see into other people's homes. So you can enter at other people's homes and like get a glimpse of their soul and like be more empathetic and Jesus. like, uh, and then wake up to realize, you know, in the real world, you have all these opportunities and, you know, all this yeah. stuff. And so I, I was like, I bet I'll win that because most, <laughs> most of these, uh, <laughs> most of these entries are things like LOL porn. <laughs> so I, I had a good shot and there were like 20 winners. So boobs in 3d. Yeah. That's, hey, I'm hey. You're lucky I didn't breed, right? Because I would I would have gone with boobs in 3D over yours. Or yeah, else I sw- I'm like, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> in, in 3D space with a headset, and I mean it would have been the LOL porn answer, yeah, right? Absolutely. But uh, so I entered in this thing thinking like uh, I have a shot, uh, yeah. but it's on the 28th, and then I had this job interview, which I'm like, eh, maybe I'll get it, maybe I won't, and okay. uh, didn't know when it would start. It was just sure. like we might have something opening, so uh, went in. Interview went really great. Uh, Boom. <laughs> Uh, really, really nice guy uh, over at uh, E slash NBC Universal. Like it's sure. still part of NBC Universal, and uh, really, really cool building too. Like super swanky, the kind of place where if you want to go to, if you need to go to the bathroom, you need a key card. <laughs> like uh, really password to take a shit. <laughs> right, basically. That's insane. But uh, everybody seems really <laughs> happy there. Uh, benefits and all that seem awesome for yeah. like for an entry level position. Essentially, it's really great and yeah. uh, looking forward to it a lot. But they they asked me to start on January twenty fifth, so I uh, I come back uh, right as Reba and I are leaving for Joshua Tree uh, for kind of a birthday retreat for her. I get the call, so I know officially that I have the job. Nice. Like it's it been kind of unofficial before that, but likely. Uh, so I did that. Uh, hey. Right on our way to, out of town, where we're gonna have very little internet, very little communication with the rest of the right. world. Uh, so that's probably a good thing you got it when you got it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good to know when sure. I did and confirm and be like, yeah, totally, I'll be there on the twenty fifth. But uh, then then we get out to Joshua Tree and the place we're going to. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, because no. Reba said she saw this thing on at your old place. Like, one of your roommates had a postcard from Hicksville. Hicksville. Yeah. Uh, I know they went to Joshua Tree. I okay, didn't go. That, that might have been so it. So that might have been it. That might have been I it. I know. They, they, were, they dropped acid and had, like, a, <laughs> like a fucking godlike experience. Little, probably little nothing happened. Yeah, nothing <laughs> happened. Like, knowing them, they were probably just like, oh, well, you know, didn't learn anything. We just got fucked up. And, uh, <laughs> But yeah, she had seen that and she did some internet research on it just out of curiosity one day. And she's yeah. like, this looks cool. It's like it's like this little community or like a trailer park retreat thing for writers where they have all these different trailers in this area that are all like made up into different themes and stuff. So there's like a sideshow one. There's like oh, one nice. kind of future one or an alien one. And uh, we, had, we had done one. It wasn't really a trailer, but it was like a little, it was like a cabin that was... Uh, just off the site for nice. that was like the zombie cabin, so hey. it's made up with zombie stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's like a break glass in case of zombies with like a, a probably a fake gun and like a <laughs> knife in there and stuff. Yeah, and uh, it, it was kind of neat, but it was like it wasn't there was no central heat or anything, right? It was. It was oh, I don't know. I didn't go. Oh, yeah, for ours there was no. Oh, central gotcha, heat. gotcha, gotcha. So it was like you had to actually burn a stove to like get that. Yeah, and uh, it. 
and that kind of went to shit in day two. <laughs> like, their chimney, I think, got blocked, so all the smoke would just go into our place. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was a problem. Uh, we went to the person running it, and she's she's just kind of like, oh, shit. Like, she's trying to keep it together, like, oh, um, well, it's okay, we won't use that. I, I have some extra heaters, we'll go get some heaters. Uh, but the other thing about this, like, this little cabin is it's running on solar power primarily and it's kind of cloudy and you know overnight you, there's no sun <laughs> so <laughs> so there's only so much power that you have in the first place sure and she had she's she had told us that she'd wired it to her house she's like well i have the electricity from the other house too as a backup because it's been cloudy lately but the way that they did that was uh like you know how outside your outside of a home usually there are like electrical outlet things like generally for like small electronics or like sure. if you're gonna grill they had just plugged an extension cord into that and then daisy chained like 20 extension <laughs> cables to a, the different shed so that didn't work um <laughs> so she plugs in, <laughs> plugs in the heaters and the lights just go out and uh you know like she's like oh no i bet one of the extension cables is bad and like Reba you know as an electrical engineer is obviously thinking like yeah I'm sure just one extension cable that's the problem here it's not it's not that you're trying to siphon off all of the electricity for a home from an outlet in your house at 20 cables away yeah it has nothing to do with you're trying to give electricity to a small community <laughs> So they ended up moving us into a different trailer. Like, she called her boss, and it was one of those. She's like, well, get this taken care of, but we can see here through the door, like, I don't know what to do. What's going on? We're fucked. We're fucked. can't stay here because there's smoke everywhere, and it's it just smells like smoke, and it, it, she's like, we we got to do something. But, yeah, there was one open, so we just moved all our shit in the middle of the night to a different trailer. and Like, <laughs> so it was kind of a mess. But an interesting mess, uh, and it like it would be a really fun thing to do. I think if you brought like more people, sure, it's like different people in different trailers. So you have a bunch of friends in this community, and then there's like a fire pit, and they've got shit like mini golf or like BB guns you can shoot or like archery, nice. and uh, yeah, ping pong, jukeboxes, like all sorts of cool stuff. But but yeah, like on our own, it it kind of got messy. And like Joshua Tree is a weird place anyway. Like there's there's only so much to really do in Joshua. Oh yeah, Tree. yeah, it's like. Bunch of people trying to see God by eating a bunch of shrooms. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's the place. Yeah, man. Uh, the, their like best restaurant or the most well known <laughs> restaurant there is called Happy and Harriet's, yeah. <laughs> and and it's you have to or for them they recommend take putting in a reservation two weeks in advance because <laughs> that's how popular it is because it's like the the place. It's just everybody goes there, so it's a two week reservation wait. So it just wasn't very realistic in our weekend trip that we'd be able to go there. Right. But, yeah. Damn. Anyway. Well, next time. Yeah. So, fun trip. <laughs> Weird trip, but fun. We come back. Uh, I get... I check my IGN messages, because they said they'd contact people on that contest for, like, through email, but they didn't. So, like, they sent them through this, like, uh, my IGN page that users all have but nobody uses like even the people who run the site like just don't touch this thing <laughs> but i i ch happened to check it and saw you know i did win but now i have my job starting on the 25th so it was like i can't make it to seattle on the 28th uh, my hope was i could send paul 
because Paul's a huge VR nerd. Like, right. he'd love that. Yeah. And uh, then he could pick up this badass headset and, you know, send it to me. Because they won't even send it to you. You can't right. even be like, I can't make it. Can you just send me the headset? Uh, so I told him, I'm like, hey, I just got this really cool job. I'm really looking forward to starting. Uh, so I won't be able to make it myself. But, you know, would it be possible to send my brother in my place? And they're just like, nope, you're ineligible. You don't get any of it. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so, like, I had all two awesome things happen at once. Damn. Where it's like, I can't get the awesome, other awesome. You know, you should have just had Paul B. Ross. I know. I would. I should have. Uh, but, like, I'm the kind of guy who would like to at least ask first and, like, see if it's possible. That's like, I was problem. hoping at least they'd be like, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Sorry. Is there any way you could make it? But instead of that, they're just like, nope, ineligible, we're immediately going to pass over you. It's like, fuck you guys. Right. <laughs> That's bullshit. What a dildo. Yeah. What a- <laughs> and the uh, other funny thing, I mentioned that they contact everyone by this IGN page no one uses. Um, so there are 20 winners, right? I was one of them. And then of the other uh, 19, only uh, six of them actually saw the message and replied within the 24 hours they needed. <laughs> so 13... Or actually, no, only five did, because 14 of the other ones, they uh, had to redraw and send to runners-up, because just nobody knew they sent a message. Jesus. It, it was it was a total mess. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, on, on point. Yeah. But, uh, so, interesting couple of weeks. One thing I didn't get, got a really cool job, and had a weird experience in a tiny little town in the desert. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, moving on, yeah. we wanted to talk about Sarah Palin a little bit. Yeah, because she's the most functional person ever. Yeah, she's... So, So I, I didn't even hear about this news you wanted to bring forward until today. <laughs> I, had, I had heard about her endorsing Trump, and, like, I didn't get why it was a big deal, I guess. Right. Like, people reporting it all over, like, oh, my God, Sarah Palin endorsed Trump. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. they're the same fucking crazy person. Ins- she's insane. Yeah. Like, like, is she even a politician? Is she running for anything ever again? Or? Probably not. Yeah. I, like, she decided... I she's think, the first reality politician. She really is. It's weird. After after the election with McCain, yeah. yeah. She uh, she kind of realized there's probably more money to be made as a personality than there is probably. as vice president. <laughs> she suck at it anyway, so she'd rather just give her opinion and be a pundit. Right. But, yeah, so I was like, yeah, whatever. But... Do you, do you want to talk about this a little bit with her uh, son? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Track. Yeah, Track. Track. Which, you know, real, real solid American name. How could you be any more douchey with that name? Like, why don't you just name him Lacrosse? You know? <laughs> like, fucking Christ. Probably just listens to Nickelback and beats off to the Second Amendment or whatever. <laughs> what a scumbag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this guy... He recently got arrested uh, for was it was a fourth degree assault. They said he had like three misdemeanor means. charges. Right. Okay. So uh, one was for domestic violence. One was for having a gun. And yeah, I yeah what like the other a, one was AR fifteen. Yeah, a, a number of them. He he said he said he was gonna like it was something like he put it to his head and said he was gonna fucking blow his brains out with the AR fifteen. I was like, yeah, go ahead. And he had him just sitting around <laughs> his room. Now, important detail on this is that he is a former veteran. And mm. so a big part of it is supposedly that PTSD. this is PTSD. He, yeah. he it's <laughs> why fucking Sarah Palin, I guess, wasn't totally batshit crazy. Because when I first read this, I was just like, oh, that's just batshit crazy. I was like, oh, at least she tried to have a point. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not much of one, but at least it was, it was more than I thought. Yeah, so the, he's got mental issues, probably, yeah. from this. Uh, there's debate on whether he ever actually saw combat, which is kind of odd. Uh, so I don't know about that. I, like... It's one of those he was, you don't want to... I fairly highly doubt he was, like, in the fucking thick of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I doubt he was first infantry, first one to go. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to... I don't know either way. You I know? doubt like, it. I, I don't want to... I don't want to be like, oh, no, his whatever trauma he's going through, it, it's fake. It's bullshit, right. and they're just using it. Like, Fair enough. It could be, but I don't know that. It, like, Fair he enough. could be under some serious stress and pressure. Uh, that doesn't really excuse domestic sure. abuse. Uh, it's still pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what Sarah Palin did with it is kind of even worse, where she used it as a political anti-Obama talking point right. uh, to say, well, these soldiers are going out here and doing all these things, and you don't care. You're not doing enough for them. Yeah. So, like, somehow it's Obama's fault. Like, especially, especially, that's really weird to me. It, that he was sent out for a conflict that was started under George W. Bush for right. for a war that she supports, right. and, and then like it's somehow Obama's fault that right. he has PTSD. Like, I don't know. It's that that seems like really opportunistic and horrible to Absolutely. me to use your own son Absolutely. that way. But it's Sarah Palin. She's insane. Yeah, she is the a whole crazy Palin person. family. Just doesn't. They're a contradiction wrapped in a con- contradiction. <laughs> right. Fucking... She has a daughter who is all about abstinence and... Uh, keep... Oh, but two babies, daddies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really? And, like, you made half a million dollars <laughs> promoting something that you don't believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's kind of shady. And, yeah. And uh, with this guy, I don't, I don't know. But, like, it's not healthy to have a bunch of ARs and 15 sitting around when you're, uh, you know, you're... You're somebody who has mental issues. And, like, that's something... Isn't that kind of what they're trying to do with gun control? Like, prevent people like that from right. having a bunch of guns sitting around? Not from those Americans. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what Sarah Palin's all about. Yeah. Her son should have his gun. Have you seen that remix of it? She's like, bear clanging, fucking dirt, dirt. And it's just a dubstep, and it's fucking hilarious. Oh, and it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just like, go jerk off Ted Nugent, Sarah Palin. <laughs> I saw I saw a thing with Ted Nugent just recently where he saw Thirteen Hours and now he's calling for the lynching actually of uh, Obama and Hillary Clinton. Because <laughs> if there's anything, if anything there's that should you know make you uh, politically active, it's a Michael Bay adaptation of an event. <laughs> oh God! And like that trailer for that movie was awesome. Like yeah. I remember seeing that in theaters. So like I. Kind of want to see this. This is not bad. And then it just goes from Michael Bay. I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's supposed to be one of his better recent movies, but it's... Oh, wow, I that's just, saying I something. Know, I, know. I just think it's kind of fucked up to use something like that and then turn it into, like, a rah-rah, fuck-yeah action movie. It's like, <laughs> no, real people died in kind of a complicated, <laughs> like, attack where we didn't really know what the fuck was going on. It, like... It's taking, like, kind of a political thing and then just, like, right. totally turning into... Is it like, too soon? Is maybe, it- <laughs> maybe it's too soon. I, like, it shouldn't be, but it's not, like, a real-life adaptation. A lot of people are taking it, like, this is the God's truth of what happened that night. Right. And, like, nobody really knows. No. <laughs> like, there's a lot of competing information on that. 
So, but, but you know, it's Michael Bay. You know, I mean, he came up with the Romeo and Juliet law, which... Uh, <laughs> I don't think he came up with that, but he sure used it to great effect. Is it a real thing? Is yeah. It, you looked it up? I, I mean, I've heard of it. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, if, if there's like a pre-established relationship uh, when they were minors... I mean, <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure that's actually true. Oh my god, um, I need Now, y- y- legally, I don't think you need to carry a card around <laughs> stating that, like, uh, the, the one of the heroes of Transformers 4 does, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my but it's god. a thing. Hey, you know what, Mark Wahlberg chugged a beer in front of his face, so. He, yeah. <laughs> Game, set, match. In a very okay. intimidating way, <laughs> yeah. so. Totally broed down. Yeah. Oh and then they God. played lacrosse. He's doing trash. Transformers 5 now, too, which, for all, he, he, everyone he insists, he's like, this is my last Transformers movie, I'm not doing any more. And then they're like, hey, Michael Bay, we have a dump truck full of money out back, right. would you like it? Uh, right. Like, all right. I mean, I can't be mad at him, but. Yeah. Fucking god damn it. Those yeah. movies suck so yeah. hard. I didn't bad. I didn't even like the first one. I saw the first one and the second one. I was like and then we watched the other one. Before, yeah. For the for this pot. For you guys. That's how much I love you yeah, guys. Yeah, we we're very committed. To I this suffered show. through that pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, Transformers 4 was rough. Um, yeah. The one I'm okay with, the others are really bad. I hate it all. The, yeah. se- the second one Second the terrible. second the one the car goes to car heaven, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm fucking done. <laughs> car heaven is like, like in most series, that would be jumping the shark. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that might be the limit. <laughs> so I did. I just skipped over three. I'm yeah. good. I, I, they got new tits in there or something. So it uh, wasn't Megan Fox's tits. He was, was replaced other... with a different. She, yeah, like uh, Shia LaBeouf has a new supermodel girlfriend. Yeah, because so. of course he does. Right. Uh, so it, it, that yeah, that movie. he's a nerd who can't get laid, but he's got a perfect ten model right there. I hate that movie. <laughs> the third Transformers, like a lot of people defend it. They're like, it's a lot better than the second. It's like, well, anything's better than the second movie. And the the third one. So the drama around his character is we're supposed to feel bad that he's unemployed, despite the fact that he lives in this amazing like a part like a two-level <laughs> loft with a supermodel and he has commendations from the fucking president like and, and everybody's like oh god you're unemployed it's like for what like it, he could get a job in the white house he's a nationally decorated fucking oh, hero I how are we supposed to feel bad for this kid? <laughs> <laughs> they've been doing that right? like now like, even in the trailer for Dirty Grandpa, oh, yeah. like, I'm seeing that, like, it's Zac Efron and Robert De Niro, yeah. and Robert De Niro's like, I picked up two chicks for us. I was like, really? Zac Efron's yeah. having trouble? Give me a break. <laughs> we, we need to all think of <laughs> Oh, that. yeah. Can't get laid. Can't do it. Very, very hard life he leads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, poor Zac Efron. He oh. has to resort because only because be- only beautiful physique. people can cry in Hollywood. That's what it is. Yeah, you can only feel sorry for beautiful people. Yeah, ugly people, fuck them. Yeah, but like, that's, you know, that, that's the Hollywood message. Yeah, maybe maybe that ugly people should be boycotting the Oscars. Absolutely, too, ugly people don't get nominated. <laughs> 
unless you're Steve Buscemi or Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even that's rare. Well, Brian Cranston, uh, he's and a Brian Cranston is not ugly. <laughs> oh, come on. He's wait. older, but he's a that's man. That's fair. He's, no. No. Okay, well, what, who the hell is Charlotte this? Rampling? I don't know. She's older. <laughs> she's older, okay. So, she's, uh, so you, you give a pass for older. Well, I mean, older women have a really hard time getting recognized in Hollywood these days. That's fair. Like, in getting roles. That's older fair. men, not so much. But, yeah. And that's a fucked up double standard, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, well, well, we're going to get to some of the awards stuff here in a bit. Maybe I'm getting ahead of our, us. Uh, speaking Maybe of, so. Speaking of all the trailers, like, uh, we talked about 13 Hours trailer and all that, uh, Suicide Squad had a recent trailer, which the internet seems kind of up in arms about, or at least yeah. I've seen a lot of people really pissed off about it. Yeah. And you, you said you were... I wasn't pissed off about yeah. it. I, I just, I, I was more excited about the first one. Yeah. So what um, is it about that first trailer that, like, really got you... I just got, like, su- I kind of like the fact that they kind of, like, hid the Joker for a while, and mm-hmm. then they, they revealed him yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, uh... It just looked darker and more sinister, and this yeah. one kind of looked like more like all the rest of the comic book did, films. Like, really? To me, the first one felt more like, or at least more in tune with what WB is doing with mm-hmm. their superhero movies, where like Batman vs Superman looks like all dark and brooding all the time, and like Man of Steel even was like kind of a dark, broody uh. version of Superman, and it's like, like, okay, that can work. That works for Batman, and. Yeah. Um, like, they did it well enough, I guess. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Man of Steel. Like, I, I think it's impressive in a lot of ways, but, like, story-wise, sure. there are things that could yeah, have been better. Yeah, fuck Superman. But, uh, <laughs> but like, with this one, uh, I, I was looking at the first trailer and be like, okay, great, so just all the DC hero movies are going to be, like, dark and kind of the same tone. And, like, part of what I like about Marvel is that their movies can be all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. I, they don't have to, like... Sh- push every hero to feel the same. Like, they yeah. can have very different movies. And, gotcha. And, like, with this... like Oh, yeah, like, I'm super stoked for Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. And that that one, that's a weird one, too, because that's it's a Marvel property, but it's technically a Fox film, because uh-huh. he's one of the X-Men, and Fox owns the X-Men. Uh-huh. But that looks fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, uh, but, but continue. I'm but, sorry. yeah, like, uh, Suicide Squad, I, I actually liked this trailer more... Because it, it seemed to open up the universe a bit. It seemed like they don't have to always take things super seriously, and mm-hmm. they can just kind of have fun with it. And, like, the, the premise is kind of silly and pulpy anyway, where it's, right. like, a team of villains pulled together to pull right. off an impossible task. Right. Like, I, I like that. Because they have that. They, they had that in the, even in the first trailer they a did, little yeah. bit with, like... Will Smith just saying, "Let's save the world like forty-five times." Or yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. You know like I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm sick of that kind of stuff. Where yeah. like they have to make them heroes. Like I, I just want a fun movie about like because like villains should be kind of chaotic. They should be selfish and like, yeah. They they can be tasked with something, but like yeah. it shouldn't just be like yeah, do good or yeah. Or all of a sudden, I hope that's not what it is. Yeah. Just all of a sudden, they're just like fucking good they yeah. fucking good. I hope they have to like have no choice like you either do this or we kill you yeah I think that's where it's I hope be. so and I, I, I'm guessing at this point maybe it's just because Will Smith's in it I'm kind of like oh god there's gonna be a moral compass or something you know what I mean god I hope not <laughs> yeah, you know Will I mean? Smith is notorious for like looking at roles and being like alright we're gonna rewrite my role here I'm gonna have my team of writers make it me Right. And I want that. I want. Right. I want him. I I like the idea that it, he's actually taking an ensemble role. Yeah. And not just being like I'm the star of this movie. It's about me. Like he's yeah. he's just Deadshot. Like he's he's his own guy. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I hope it's good. I think it looked 
this has me more interested in it than I was before. Yeah, I was. I mean, that's one of the few Deadpool and this one. I'm not gonna see Batman versus now, Superman. Actually, you said that. you liked Ant Man though, right? Yeah, and I, I saw that recently, yeah. which I thought was okay. Yeah. Like, what what did you like the most? I just like that character. I yeah, just, like, that's an interesting character. Like Scott Lang. Or? Yeah, or no, Ant Man. Just well, in general. Okay. And then like, because like that. So not the character so much as just like the, the idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a cool idea. Yeah. It's like a guy who's just like super badass when he's. <laughs> yeah. Microscopic. He's tiny, but he's more has the strength of a full man. <laughs> yeah. It's which ca- which I hear because uh, I have a friend that's like a big comic book nerd that uh, mm-hmm. that they're thinking about doing the they're gonna integrate him into an Avengers movie or something. Yeah, he'll be or he'll be big giant man. Oh yeah, giant man. I don't know. If, I don't think they've officially done that yet. Oh no. Although they they might they might they yeah. already have another Ant Man movie lined yeah. up. And then Ant Man and the Wasp had Paul Rudd in it. Yeah, I like Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd's the shit. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean so. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was okay, but like part of why I think I, I was disappointed is just the looming shadow of the fact that Edgar Wright was originally going to do it, mm. and that would have been so much better. Like yeah. like it's fine, I guess. It's yeah. it, it's really the script felt really formulaic to me. Yeah, where it's just yeah. like oh he has he has a daughter he cares about, so he's a good guy, but he <laughs> oh he doesn't really want to steal from all these people. He has to, and then he gets tied in, and it like. I'm I'm I get the feeling like it has shreds of what made the original script interesting or cool, and then they got rid of like the really weirder things. Mm. That it, so it's just kind of a bummer. But it was it's okay. It wasn't one of the worst no. ones. But anyway, uh, we were gonna move on. You are a member of SAG, sir. Mm-hmm. The SAG votes have to be in by the 29th, right? 29th. And is the ceremony on the 30th? Uh, I believe it's the 30th. Yeah. That's a really quick turnaround. Yeah. But um, we're uh, going to do something special with this, though. Yeah. We're going to have Jason fill out his SAG Award ballots on the air. Boom. So, I mean, I guess by the time people listen to this, you've done, you did this a while ago, but it still feels special. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Boom. So we've got outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. Brian Cranston in Trumbo, Johnny Depp in Black Mass, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant, Michael Fassbender in Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl. I've seen four out of five. Didn't see The Danish Girl. Okay. So uh, Brian Cran- Cranston was awesome. Yeah. Trumbo is probably my favorite movie of pretty much one of the favorite movies of the year. I really want to see Trumbo and still haven't. Uh, Johnny Depp was just like, yeah, that's cool. You, you dyed your hair white. That's all. I put in some <laughs> you context. You put a bald cap. Like, yeah, right. Uh, like, the coolest scene in that whole movie was in the trailer where he's just like, you gave up the recipe. Like, what else are you going to give up? Oh, yeah. That was, like, the coolest scene in the whole movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, even that's, like... <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> but that's the coolest scene by far. Wow. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and The Revenant in that movie could have been... Like, he was good. I know he's going to win everything yeah. just because they're, cause they're tired of, like... You see, all, you see all those memes on Facebook. It's like... What if Leonardo DiCaprio, or what if somebody plays Leonardo DiCaprio in a movie and fucking wins an Oscar before Leonardo DiCaprio, or, yeah. or whatever? So, do you want to talk a little about The Revenant, since we've both seen that now? Sure. We watched that last week, or we got a little over We but yeah. I, I thought it was alright, but I thought yeah. it was kind of overrated. Yeah, I did too. Like... It was beautifully shot. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, really cool. 
is technically it's, very impressive. Yeah, it, it's definitely, like, for me, and that's what, like, because, like, I've been talking a lot about my film. People are like, oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, dude, I'm not a filmmaker. Why would I be stupid? Like, I'm a writer and an actor. I'm not into, mm-hmm. I'm not as into, like, shots and stuff as the as you guys are. Yeah, you know? but like, I why? mean, like. I can appreciate a good shot. Yeah. But, like, it's not, like, something that makes or breaks a movie. Like, yeah. And, and like, in theory, a good shot shouldn't, like, it. You shouldn't be heaping praise on a movie because you think something was technically impressive. Yeah. It should be because that shot actually had an intended effect. Like, whether people were cognizant of what he was doing or not. Like, yeah. like Birdman, even if you weren't paying attention to the fact that it was all one shot, or at least stitched together to right. look like one shot. It made it to look like a play. They were in yeah. a play, and, it, and they wanted to make it look and, like a play. And it heightened That's the brilliant. intensity of... Yeah. Uh, like, it, it made sense there. Sure. And with The Revenant, I didn't feel like the style actually matched the type of movie they were making as well. Interesting. I, I feel like it, they wanted it to be, like, this gritty, dirty thing, but, like, everything, the camera movements and all that is so, like, so planned. Like, it feels like you know, a modern digital per, uh, perspective of the like this gritty past, yeah. and and it's also just too fucking long for the type of movie. Yeah, it's, it's it, like it could have been a half hour shorter easily, for sure, easily, because it, it's it's really just a revenge movie. It's and not yeah. a complicated story. Yeah, and like and and that was one thing I was they didn't really get to the revenge part till the very end. Yeah, which you know, fair enough. It's I was kind of hoping I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're kind of, like, chasing and, like, tracking them down. And, like, a l- maybe it's a little bit popcorn-y, if you will. Sure. But, like, just because Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy are both the shit in that yeah. movie, that was just, like, intriguing. You yeah. Know? It was actually good, to you know, if it would have been popcorn-y. Yeah. And, and, like, I guess it could have gone the other way, too, where, like, if it were really about something more, then they could have focused on it a bit. But I don't feel like much comes across. Like, I, I saw they're trying to push it now, like... It's somehow about the plight of the American or Native Americans, and it's totally right. fucking not. Well, and like, like and yeah, there's suffering in the movie, but it doesn't like put forth a meaningful message other than, well, this sucks, right? And um, uh, my buddy's girlfriend looked up; she loved it. And yeah, she looked up like the actual story, and like, <laughs> I don't think the revenge part no. is really even any. I don't think it. I. From what I understand, has very little to do with what they were actually adapting. Yeah. Well, that and uh, a jumping he, off point. The the Leonardo DiCaprio, the real guy, actually got scalped, oh, which really? makes the ending of the <laughs> film weird because like they scalped Tom Hardy and then just walked past Leonardo DiCaprio like yeah. All right, <laughs> we killed one. Good job, bro. We're thanks. good. Yeah, thanks for thanks for the assist. You know, right? Like, it's like okay. Yeah. So what it, Leonardo DiCaprio though? I thought he was good, but I don't think this like he's gonna I, he's gonna win though. He, he is. I don't know. He is. He's he like, is so much so much of his uh they the accolades the, being thrown at him are because of what he withstood and not really performance stuff. It's just yeah. like he ate raw liver and was out in shitty cold conditions and like dr- went into these remote places with everyone else and like it was just a and, and like I'll give him that lacks vanity. Like it's cool that this isn't like a pretty film like he really threw himself at it but like yeah. I don't think the performance was really the best yeah. of the year or of his career and yeah but like they did the same thing with fucking Al Pacino and yeah like he won the Golden Globe already yeah he's got he's gonna matters, win but. he's gonna he's, it's just because it's just because they've just passed him over so many times yeah I think it's it's pretty likely because like 
Michael Fassbender has only got not nominated like once. Other than yeah. this, for uh, Eddie Redmayne already won last year, so yeah. we're not going to give it to him. I mean, I haven't seen the Danish Girl, but I really hope Eddie Redmayne doesn't win. Just yeah. the idea that he'd do two Oscar bait roles in right. a row and after winning the first time is just like Johnny, come on. I'm surprised Johnny Depp even got nominated. And Brian Cranston's this is his first nomination, so yeah. I doubt it's going to be him. But everybody fucking loves Brian Cranston too. Yeah, but I I, I don't mean, think granted, he's big enough. Granted, that's who I'm voting for right here. All right, votes uh, going in it's, right it's, now. It's close. It was either him or Michael Fassbender because Michael Fassbender was. I remember you saying like a week or two ago you thought he might have been the best performance of the year. Yeah, really. it's either him or Brian. I'm kind of torn between it because like. Just because I and I think it was just because I've only remembered him really in Twelve Years a Slave, and he played just and like he they made him look exactly like Steve Jobs, especially in the later years. It was just like he just yeah yeah it just it was he's really damn talented. So I'm but I think I'm gonna go with Trumbo. Cool. So. I love Brian Cranston. Good choice. Okay. Even though I haven't seen either of those movies. Oh, this will be an interesting one because I've seen none of these. Okay. And <laughs> so, outstanding performance by female actor in a leading role: Kate Blanchett in Carol, Brie Larson in Room, Helen Mirren in Woman in Gold, and Cerise Ronan in Brooklyn, and Sarah Silverman in I Smile Back. I haven't seen any of them either, uh, although I really want to see Room. Yeah, I, w- I really want to see Room. I want to see Carol, and I want to see I Smile Back. Mm-hmm. I-, I have Brooklyn. I'll probably watch it sooner or later. My my dad um, told me, or both my parents actually told me they saw it, and they're like, "It's really, really good, like mm-hmm. really worth seeing." Okay, I, I might like, give it a shot. I like Sarice Ronan; she's coming to her own pretty well. She's nice. uh, she's like a child actor for a long time, or she was young, and it, like, but I, I liked her in her younger roles too. Or in uh, like, did you ever see Hannah? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that was her. As the, oh yeah, yeah, Damn, okay, uh-huh. okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. She was in The Lovely Bones, which was all right. Yeah, that's right. Um, Sarah Silverman, it's kind of neat to see her among everybody. Yeah, I, I'm... Uh, yeah, this is, this is going to get weird. Because uh, Brie Larson, because I'm in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be, since you don't have anything to go off, yeah. just voting with your heart. that you. No, you I'm going to vote with the person I've smoked weed with, and that is Sarah Silverman. <laughs> so... so. Weed She's buddies a went out. Yeah, so uh, definitely. I've smoked weed with her, so uh, that's good enough for me. And, and that uh, <laughs> should be a new Oscar uh, campaigning strategy. The more people you can smoke weed with, the more likely. Uh, Absolutely. So, so we've got outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role. Christian Bale in The Big Short, Idris Elba in Beasts of No Nation, Mark Rylance in Bridge of Spies, Michael Shannon in 99 Homes, and Jacob Tremblay in Room. I've seen two of these movies. You've seen, what, Big Short in 99 Homes? Yep. Yeah, I've seen 99 Homes. That's it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so... so Michael Shannon kicked ass in 99 Homes. He was definitely the best part of that movie. He's the only good thing of that movie. That movie was a piece of shit. Yeah, we can talk about that. That was another... We we watched The Revenant and uh, 99 Homes back-to-back. Right. Yeah, really not a good screen. Speaking of, uh, we need to watch Bridge of Spies. Yeah, I really want to watch Bridge of Spies. I don't know when you're available. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'd I'd like to do it now, but I know Reba might want to see it, so I'd have to check with her. But... Yeah, I mean, Spielberg, any day, I'd, I'd like to see. So, yeah. Michael Shannon was definitely the only real great part of Nine and Homes. I, didn't, I 
I didn't think it made a lot of sense. I thought the ending was really stupid. Uh, I didn't think Andrew Garfield's character really had any sort of consistent arc. He just became an asshole out of nowhere and yeah. regretted it. Yeah, it's like, it's stupid. Like, where they draw the line and being a dick at the end with, yeah. like, the... Con- like, is, like, such a... S- well, and, like, the, oh. p- the, p- the, the struggle or the circumstances were ridiculous. He's like, I gotta buy this house so we get out of that hotel. It's like, go to a different hotel. Yeah. What, there's not a fucking Radisson somewhere? You yeah. Know, like, <laughs> nothing? Yeah, or, or like, right, where he buys the different house for him because yeah. this isn't available yet. It's like, no, just, yeah. why why do that? Or, or, or he could buy a slightly cheaper house and put his family in there while they're waiting and be like, yeah. this is really nice, but you'll have your original house soon because I can afford both of them because yeah. I've... Hundreds Sub, of millions of dollars. Sublet an apartment. Like, like it's yeah. it's just, something. Just the idea of that movie that, like, oh, yeah, you can have hundreds of thousands of, or hundreds of millions of dollars without really doing much of anything right. if you just meet the right guy right. <laughs> and just take advantage of a few people. It's so, um, I think I'm going to get weird on this one, too. I'm going to go with Idris Elba. For <laughs> something you haven't even seen. I haven't even seen it. Just because he got all that shit for... Because he wouldn't be a good James Bond. Oh, yeah. So I just want to piss <laughs> off Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. and uh, Always a good reason to vote for something absolutely. to piss off Rush Limbaugh. So fuck you, Rush Limbaugh. All Boom. right. Idris Elba, East of Donation, which is on Netflix. We can watch that anytime. Well, so I'm, this is weird. Yeah. Uh, for Outstanding Female, I've seen three of the five. Okay. So, so Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role, Rooney mm-hmm. Mara and Carol. Rachel McAdams in Spotlight, Helen Mirren in Trumbo, Alicia Vikander, or Vikander, probably, a Danish girl, and Kate Winslet in Steve Jobs. No. Um, I've only seen Spotlight of those, and I actually really liked Rachel McAdams in that, even though it's not a very showy role. Yeah, it's, it's that movie's weird, because, it like, nothing happens, but it's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, it's about a story. It's, yeah. it's about the thrill of discovery, really, but, yeah. like, it's... But also, like, the impartiality of journalism. Like, the whole thing is shot and feels, like, very impartial to it. Like, uh, it's not trying to manipulate your feelings all the way through because the facts alone are depressing enough to do that. And, and, like, the few bursts of emotion in it, like Mark Ruffalo's big scene, are, like, it's like an undercurrent almost. Like, all these people care about that, but they have to push that to the side and approach it and, like, really build a strong story I, I really liked Spotlight. That was one of my favorite movies of the year. And Yeah, it was uh, great. Yeah. Michael I mean Michael Keaton's the fucking yeah. shit. He's Batman for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. As as for supporting female in supporting role though, like I haven't seen the others, but I I would doubt that Rachel McAdams is like the standout performance. Which well, is but the that's year. I mean, yeah, I don't know if there's really a standout one here anyway. Like a lot of people like Kate Winslet and Steve Jobs. Yeah. Uh but I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, I mean she was just kinda like I mean, she had, like, a big scene at the end, but she was just kind of, meh. Yeah, I feel like Helen Mirren has kind of fallen... She was a bitch in that movie. <laughs> in Trumbo? Yeah. She's kind of, like, gotten to the Meryl Streep uh, part of her career where, like, every single time she's in something, she gets nominated yeah. for stuff, so... But I don't doubt she's awesome, because she's really... I'm gonna good. go with Rachel McAdams. Nice. So, Rachel like McAdams so. for Spotlight and Outstanding Performance yeah. by Because, like, the Danish girl, yeah, I don't, like, I'll probably, if I, if they send it to me, I'll probably give it a shot, but I have no desire to see that movie whatsoever. I'm not, yeah. like, that's the one, like, one of the movies where I'm just like, eh, I don't care. Yeah. 
Like, so, so we've got outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble and a motion picture. Yeah, stunts. Oh, dude. Everest, it's Fury not even, 7, it, the, we don't Jurassic even need World, to... Mad Max, Fury Road, and Mission Possible. Well, yeah, Mission. dude. Mad it's Max, right? Mad Max Hell all yes, the way. It is. Uh, like, are you kidding me? Like Jurassic World, are you fucking kidding me? Half yeah. the stunts are like CGI. Mad yeah, Max, exactly. yeah. Badass as hell. All almost all real people doing all that. Well, are you telling me? Yeah, right. Are you telling me that Tom Cruise wasn't riding a plane? Wasn't like, Tom holding Cruise does it? a lot of his stunts. Though. Like obviously, no, he wasn't holding onto a plane in air, but he did a lot of. He does a lot of stuff too, but. Mm. But he Mad runs Max. a lot. He runs. If it was yeah. outstanding running Water. performance, Tom Cruise every single year. Absolutely, right? he, he nobody has, runs better than Tom Cruise. Nobody has the amount of intent and purpose <laughs> on their face while running that Tom Cruise does. Nope, he always is going for that destination. <laughs> <laughs> so outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. We have Beasts of No Nation, The Big Short, Spotlight, Straight Out of Compton, and Trumbo. Now, you just saw Straight out of Compton. Yeah. What did you think about the cast? I, uh, I don't know. So I'm pretty sure that's Easy e um, Yeah. Uh, I think Neil Brown Jr. played Dr. Dre. He was great. He was really good. Uh, but he was the only guy that I thought deserved an Oscar nom. Yeah. Like, I... Easy e was, was all right. He I, was good. I mean... Ice know. Cube Jr. or whatever. Yeah. Was yeah. just like, okay, it's Ice Cube Jr. Like, fucking... Yeah. Like how it's much Ice of a Cube. yeah, and like and I'm kind of have like it's a good. weird like thing with Ice Cube because like the whole time that movie came out, they every interview they were like he worked <laughs> yeah. for this, he really had to go through like two years of acting training uh-huh. the whole night. It's like give me a fucking break, yeah. like come on, I'm a grown ass man. Like really, really, you didn't go with the guy who looks exactly like the character you're trying to play. Who, come on. From what I understand, has really good connections to the production too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, and like, yeah. And like, but the the funny thing was about it is like because they had scenes with like Ice Cube and his girlfriend. Yeah, and like they're all snuggling up. I was like, man, that's probably fucking weird. Yeah. It was like, you're kind of making out with your mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, that would like, that would take me back. Like, whoa, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> like, so, so maybe deserve recognition. Right. But no, you no. can totally see like, they were like, uh, it was awkward. Yeah. Like they were like getting close to it. And he was just, <laughs> some Freudian shit right there. Yeah. So, uh, Steve Carell is the fucking shit in this in movie. In the big short. Yeah, he's so good. Cool. Um, but as an ensemble, it's right. like whatever. Like, as as an ensemble, what do you think had the best overall cast? Oh, it would be probably either Trombo or Spotlight. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm going to go right here. With Spotlight? I I mean, again, I haven't, I, I've seen Straight Out Compton. I haven't seen the others. Uh, but Spotlight's ensemble was terrific. Like, everybody in that movie killed it. And, and did it without, like, really, really showy, like, performances to pull in, like, you know, their right. big Oscar scene right. for the real. Like, <laughs> Am I just, just mad? <laughs> it's just a lot of really solid performances. I don't even need... 
I mean, you can fucking name the other ones if you want. I, I will. Uh, so, outstanding performance okay. by male actor in a television movie or miniseries. We have Idris Elba in Luther, King, Ben Kingsley in Tut, Ray Liotta in Texas Rising, Bill Murray in A Very Murray Christmas, and My- Mark Rylance in Wolf Hall. I have a guess as to what you're going to Go choose. for it. Is it perhaps Bill Murray in A Very Murray we Christmas? We came, we saw, we <laughs> kicked its ass. Let's do this. Have you watched A Nope. Dave <laughs> and I watched it. It's, pretty, it's fun. It's Bill it's, Murray. It's not a best performance. Role. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's Bill Murray. I don't give a shit. He just has to show up in yeah. awards. Doesn't matter. He could be in this category for outstanding female actor. I'd still go on Bill Murray. Yeah. So outstanding performance by a female actor in a television movie or miniseries. We have Nicole Kidman in Grace of Monaco, Queen Latifah in Bessie, Christina Ricci in The Lizzie Borden Chronicles, Susan Sarandon in The Secret Life of Marilyn Monroe, and Kristen Wiig in The Spoils Before Dying. I've never seen any of it, I so I'm, a, I'm always gonna, I'm going comedy. I love the idea that Kristen Wiig is up for spoils before dying, which is just a spoof of all these miniseries, or like, miniseries and movies that, you know, everybody else is trying to do seriously. <laughs> She's somehow up in it. That's that awesome. You sold me. Yeah. You sold me on it. Uh, outstanding performance by male actor in a drama series. We have Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones, John Hamm in Mad Men, Rami Malek in Mr. Robot, Bob Odenkirk in Better Call Saul, and Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. Going with the man who was responsible for uh, Matt Foley. And, <laughs> and Bob uh, Odenkirk. Yes, sir. I, he's really good in Better Call Saul. I, John Hamm was awesome in Mad Men this season, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that. Now we're on to TV, this is the shit that I actually Oh, yeah. So, you know, so you're going here. <laughs> Because no, like, I, mean, I don't, you, you can vote. It's your it's your ballot. Well, man. no, no, but you're going to be one commentating on it because I have okay, I've seen no idea. none of these. Okay, so outstanding performance by a female actor in a drama series. We have Claire Danes in Homeland, Viola Davis in How to Get Away with Murder, Juliana Margulies in The uh, Good Wife, Maggie Smith in Downton Abbey, and Robin Wright in House of Cards. Funny story, uh, actually, with this category, I've only watched one of these seasons. I've seen the first two seasons of House of Cards, haven't seen the third. Mm. And I haven't watched How to Get Away with Murder, The Good Wife, or Downton Abbey. Uh, Homeland, I wasn't, I didn't really like much this season, but I did think like Claire Danes is still really good in that role. Uh, Robin Wright, from what I did see of the season of House of Cards, was very good. Yeah, she's a bitch. Yeah, I know. I know she uh, she becomes almost like uh, Kevin Spacey's opponent in this season, or like oh, they shit. kind of spar even though they're married. So I'm. I don't know. Maybe I should watch it sometime. I've never been as big a House of Cards fan as a lot of people are, though. Yeah. So this is your call, man. I I can't help you too much. <laughs> You're, he's spitting the mouse like he's randomly selecting, but not even over oh, not the even categories. Close. So it's like, hmm, blank white space wins. Oh, yeah. When, uh, no. All right. Oh. <laughs> we still don't know. Yeah, this we is... don't know. Uh, what's the coolest title? What's the coolest <laughs> title? Yeah. How to Get Away with nothing. Murder or House of Cards, maybe? Right. Those are, like, House of Cards is a cool title. How to Get Away with Murder is like a, ooh, what is that about? Right, I'll go with Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Why not? Or How to Get Away with Murder because of the title. Uh, outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series, Ty Burrell in Modern Family, Louis yeah. C.K. in Louis, William H. Macy in Shameless, Jim Parsons in The Big Bang Theory, and Jeffrey Tambor in Transparent. Louis C.K.? Absolutely. Louis C.K. is just the man. That's just, yeah, that's just my favorite comic by far. Mm-hmm. 
maybe of all time. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Probably not my favorite season of Louie, but still yeah. probably the most interesting show on there. I mean, Ty Burrell's great in that show, and so is William H. Macy. Fuck the Big Bang Theory. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor, I've heard, is excellent and transparent and still haven't watched it. So. Yeah. Uh, outstanding, perform- sorry, outstanding performance by a female actor in a comedy series. We have Uzo Aduba in Orange is the New Black, Edie Falco in Nurse Jackie, Ellie Kemper in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Veep, and Amy Poehler in Parks and Recreation. Yeah, I actually just finished uh, the last season of Parks and Rec last night. Oh, really? Really mm-hmm. good, right? Yeah, like, I enjoyed it. Great finale. Yeah, it, kinda, it was kind of like, it just... They kind of, it reminded me of like a it was like a happy version of uh, oh, I don't want to ruin. Have you seen? I, I can bleep out whatever it oh, is okay. if you want. Is an HBO show with Michael C. Hall. What HBO show? Oh, uh, uh, Six Feet Under. Yeah, did yeah. you see that? I I haven't, but I know kind of how that ending works. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I I loved it. I I thought it was really. It was creative and, like, kind of goofy at times, but also, like, had moments of real, like, emotional resonance with the characters. And, like, yeah. the last season really puts you through the ringer a little bit with, like, Ron Swanson, too, and, like, yeah. his relationship with uh, Leslie Nope And, like, the episode where they're just stuck in a room together I thought was really great. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, like, just... Ron in the finale, like out on the lake in the canoe, uh, just being happy <laughs> out in the like, it's really great. Uh, really good season of television. Yeah, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt I thought was hilarious. Julia Lewis Dreyfus is killing it in Veep, and this yeah. was probably the best season of Veep. Uzu Aduba is consistently good in Orange Is the New Black. Probably not the best season of that. Uh, I haven't seen Nurse Jackie. Mm. So that show's still on. I think I I, I think this gave up last time. I. I think, I want to say it's the final, it was the final season of that, but I'm not sure. Well, I'll, I'll give it to Amy Poehler. Give, give it to Amy Poehler. Reba and I just saw Sisters the other day with her and Tina Fey, which yeah. it's all right. Yeah. It, it's funny. It's not like it, one that, you know, right. it's one of the best films of the year, but it was it was entertaining. Uh, uh, outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a comedy or drama series. Uh, we have The Blacklist, Game of Thrones, Homeland, Marvel's Daredevil, and The Walking Dead. Going with Daredevil, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was cool. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, know. Game of Thrones has some killer stunts, too. But, yeah, I haven't seen that. But so. Daredevil, yeah, I think that probably deserves it. Fight scenes are really impressive in that. Uh, so now we have outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series: Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, Homeland, House of Cards, and Mad Men. This is actually kind of a tough category. Yeah. Um, for my money, I would be between Mad Men and Game of Thrones. Okay. Because Mad Men, everybody in that is terrific. Uh, Game of Thrones, ev- almost every character could practically carry their own show. Like it's it's rare that you watch a show where like no matter who it jumps to with maybe a couple exceptions, like, it, you're still really interested to see where their story is going and what right. they're doing. But, I mean, that's... Part of that is the writing, too. Yeah. Everybody's good in Game of Thrones, but, I don't know, Mad Men is full of really great performances that, again, can be kind of understated, but, like, layered. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's your call, though. If you were like, man, Downton Abbey was my shit this year, <laughs> you could do that. Homeland has, like, all of them are pretty good ensembles. Uh, I guess I'll go, uh, I'm in love with Amelia Clark, so. Uh, <laughs> so Game of Thrones. Khaleesi. 
outstanding performance by an ensemble in a comedy series. Ooh. The Big Bang Theory, Key and Peele, Modern Family, Orange is the New Black, Transparent, and Veep. Is it really an ensemble if it's just two <laughs> Right? Key and Peele. It's funny, you have these, like, Orange is the New Black, you have this massive-ass list of people. And then Key and Peele is like, Key, Michael Key, Jordan Peele. Right. <laughs> it's them. And they're they're funny. They're good. You know, they can do all sorts of different roles on that show, but... I, I wouldn't give them yeah. the best ensemble. I mean, like, come on. I've only seen, uh, I mean, I've seen three of them. Yeah. So. I, my personal pick would be Veep. Veep. Yeah. Veep. I was either thinking Everybody. That or Modern Family. Yeah, Modern Family has a good uh, ensemble, but like everybody on Veep just killed it this year. And uh, they had, <laughs> it doesn't look like they've got, uh, okay, they do. Hugh Laurie came onto it this season and he was great. Yeah. Like, every, People got all sorts of material they didn't have to work with in the last seasons. Like, a lot was changing. Like, I I would go beat, but you haven't seen it, so, you know, it's... it's well, I mean, I haven't seen the new season of Modern Family either. True. Well, I have a feeling Modern Family's won a lot, so... Modern Family wins so much. So, boom. So, Veep, it is. So, let's review it. This is the final review, according to the... <laughs> The uh, website, asking a performance by a male actor in leading role went to Brian Cranston in Trumbo. A uh, female actor in leading role went to Sarah Silverman in I Smile Back. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role was Idris Elba in Beasts of No Nation. A uh, female actor in a supporting role was Rachel McAdams in Spotlight. Uh, outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture is Mad Max Fury Road. Outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture is Spotlight. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a television movie or miniseries went to Bill Murray for A Very Murray Christmas. Uh, outstanding performance by a female actor in a television movie or miniseries went to Kristen Wiig in The Spoils Before Dying. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series went to Bob Odenkirk in Better Call Saul. Uh, the female actor in a drama series was Viola Davis in How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, male actor in a comedy series was Louis C.K. in Louis. Female actor in a comedy series was Amy Poehler in Parks and Recreation. Outstanding action performance by stunt ensemble on comedy or drama series was Marvel's Daredevil. Uh, outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series was Game of Thrones. And outstanding performance by an ensemble in a comedy series was Veep. So that's it. We're confirming, right? We it's it. official now. Boom! Thank you for voting. It's done. It's done. So uh, uh, we should have probably, I get a rope, or I guess we can just review back to the podcast. With what? Because to see how many we picked right. Yeah, yeah, we can we can talk about that later. Yeah, but I mean, it's not a matter of right and wrong the way we did it here. We were just uh, we were just voting. It's always a competition, Ross. <laughs> but you're not voting for what you want people to hear. You are actually. You are making a difference, Jason. You are saying, no, this is what it needs to be. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah Silverman deserves to win for smoking pot with me. Absolutely. (laughs) Come on, man. Can't can't fight that logic. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Um, So is there anything else we wanted to talk about? We want to save some of the Oscar talk for closer when that ceremony is. We've talked a while on this one anyway. We can put to a close. Uh, About the future of the show... We're, we might be moving to more biannual or not biannual. biannual. That would be fucking crazy. It's like every we're gonna every do one in weeks. June and one in December, and that's it. But we might be doing a biweekly schedule because it's gonna be a little harder for us to get together and record shows. Ross got his big boy job. Yeah, and Jason's got a job he does overnight, so it's we have to find time that works for us. 
So I'm only going to promise bi-weekly, but we might do a little more. We might record a couple episodes at a time, some of those times, if we have enough material, enough ideas, enough things to talk about. Which, probably not. Probably not, but you never know. <laughs> well, maybe we'll just be... Like, this week, I feel like we were bursting with ideas, Jason. We were bursting so with creativity. So much shit to talk about. Which, in all fairness, maybe it was because we didn't do one last week. Yeah, exactly. So it might work so out. We might be might, onto something. Might be perfect. Might be onto something. In any case, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.